What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. Howard Bender and Adam Rohn is here. Fresh off of the Fantasy Alarm Show on Sirius XM. And uh, if you listen to, well, I mean, I guess yesterday's episode, which was today for me and Adam, uh, nice little rant there at the end. We promised uns- <laughs> uncensored rants here on, on Anti Up. So let me warn all of you right now, if you got little baby ears and you're afraid of bad language, uh, you might want to just tune out right now because we are not going to task our wonderful uh, audio editor, Shannon Blunt, uh, with bleeping out every bad word that Adam and I use. But ah, what's up, Adam? How are you? Doing OK, man. Just getting ready here to to watch the Little World Series. So good day. It is a good day, right? Braves going to beat the beat the Astros in six games. Gonna Hopefully not. No, 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 no. What do you mean? No, 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 no. I mean, again, I'm a Mets fan that despises the Braves, so I am not rooting for the Braves. I understand you're. I'm not saying you're rooting for the Braves, but like you said to me today, actually, you bet with your head, not with your heart. Do you genuinely believe the Astros are the better team to bet on in this uh, in this series? I do. I mean, like the Braves have me a little concerned with the way they played being the Brewers and Dodgers. Uh, they're pitching very well out of the bullpen. Um, but Houston's offense has been so tough. Uh, no one has shown the ability to shut them down. And, you know, this year they've really haven't had the full team together. They've had a lot of injuries and they have here and they've just been really good in the playoffs, man. No one's been able to really shut them down. Now I know they went against the Red Sox, didn't have great starting pitching, but I thought the White Sox had pretty good pitching and they were able to handle them. So uh, I think Houston, uh, has enough offensively to get by in this series. But uh, would I be surprised if the Braves won? No, man. They just are having this run, and it's amazing because they struggle most of the year and uh, lost Ronald Acuna. They had a lot of injuries. They trade for these outfielders. I mean, at one point, their outfield was so pathetic, and they bring in Solaire and Jock Peterson and Eddie Rosario, who was just lights out in the NLCS. Like, you couldn't get him out. Uh, and they got great pitching. Uh, I think they have the better starting pitching, uh, but uh, Astros offense is just so good. Uh, it's tough to get through that lineup. So uh, I give the edge to Houston and they have the home field too. Uh, not me. I'm giving it all to the Braves, man. Giving it all to the Braves. I'm going to say they're going to do it in six. I do think they, you know, all that, all that aura and mystique that, that you once said the Red Sox had uh, obviously traveled South uh, to Atlanta. Um, but I mean, you know, it, it's kind of funny, man. You're sitting there and you're and you're looking at these teams for the World Series. Would you say that it's uh, it's pitting two of life's biggest evils uh, against each other? You've got the Astros, who are the cheaters, right? And then you've got the Atlanta Braves, who, I mean, can you not say that they're uh, a little racist? Like we haven't, you know, in in a time where the Washington football team takes you know, takes all that heat for the name and, and having to change it. I get it. Redskins is definitely a, it's more slurish than the, uh, the Braves, which are a tribe, but you got an entire stadium going, Oh, 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 doing like the whole Tomahawk chop thing. So this is, this is actually, this is a microcosm of the world, Adam, where it's cheating versus racism. How do you stand on that? Nah, I think both are overblown. <laughs> I'll just try to stir the pot. Come yeah, on. Yeah, I know. Put your spoon in there. Take a take a sip. What do you think? 
No, I'm not. I'm not eating that. Come on, there's chocolate in there. No, nah, there's not. I would know. I know chocolate when I see it. There's none in there. There's a little peanut butter in there. <laughs> I can get my own. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, enjoy the World Series, everybody. We really, genuinely believe that uh, that it, it's going to be a good series. I'm excited for it. Um, and it's great because you know, as these uh, as these days go through, Adam, I'm going to be in Vegas, uh, so I get to legally gamble uh, on everything. So that should be uh, that should be fun. You you should just send me all the props and stuff. All right, I definitely will. Uh, Friday, my article will be up on Pixwise, so you'll have it there for hoops. Ah, uh, there you go. Oh, I gotta go online. Come on, why can't you just text it to me? Oh boy, leadoff home run for the Braves, Jorge Soler. Oh, Jorge Soler, Crushed to left that. field. Are you all right? Do you need a hug? Nah, I just changed my pick. Braves in four. <laughs> no, <I'm> just <laughs> but I, that's the one thing that does concern me is the Astros starting pitching, uh, especially with no Lance McCullers. Yeah, losing McCullers the big it was deal. big. That's, yeah, it was big. Oh, that definitely. Oh my God, I remember Bowden and I had uh, had McCullers on the uh, on the show. What yeah, a great I, he! Yeah, I got to interview him and Carlos Correa together on uh, the old Lisa Andos fantasy show because they do an MMA podcast, and they were really good together. Yeah, I, you know, I love that, and that you know what? If you guys are listening to this and you got the uh, SiriusXM app. Uh, go back and, and listen to Adam and I, uh, on the, uh, on the fantasy alarm show, uh, for, uh, for Tuesday, as we talked about like athletes who would be really good for like the Manning cast, right? McCullers and Carlos Correa. I heard that interview that you did with them. I've, I've heard their podcast on MMA. They'd be, they'd be a lot of fun to jump in on that too. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it's, you know, it's always nice to see athletes into other sports. I mean, I know for sure almost every fantasy, uh, every baseball clubhouse has a fantasy football league and they're really into it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I interviewed, uh, I covered big league impact draft. Yeah, Adam Wainwright. I was yeah, at one of them for the Mets. Uh, it was pretty cool. I was, I, I did a couple of them uh, in San Francisco for the Giants. Uh, Hunter Pence is like, bonkers for fantasy football so good so yeah. good david writes into it big time daniel murphy cc sabathia brett gardner there's so many players that are into it wow listen to you talking about all those yankees playing fantasy football yeah that sucked i actually helped sabathia man i gave him my rankings bro <laughs> oh See, come to the dark side, Adam. No, it doesn't mean come to the doesn't dark mean I was rooting for him on the mound. They're like, here you go, and then oh, I hope you get hammered tonight. <laughs> I I will say this: with as crappy as a as a game, I forgot we even forgot to ask you about this. As crappy as a game as last night's Monday Night Football was, um, I caught a nice little distraction when I saw somebody tweet out. Uh, that they they superimposed. They did the uh, the Vince Scully uh, calling the '86 uh, Mets over the Red Sox. Um, what was it? The game six. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, that was way more exciting than the game. And they did it on RBI baseball, yeah. so they had all of that. That's kind of yeah. old, isn't it? I don't. I, I'm sure it is. Dude. I I'm think sure. I saw that before. Yeah, but I've yeah, never no, seen it. Pretty before. cool. It's just the only thing that sucks is when they hit the single and it goes all the way to the wall. <laughs> but that's the game. It's like, oh. But yeah, no, that's actually pretty cool. But then again, look, there are so many people that have so much time on their hands. I know me and you would not have. And even if I knew how to do it and I don't, I don't have that time to do something like that. Dude, it was eight and a half minutes long. I had barely enough time to actually watch it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy. You know, it's, I, must I, love, like- I love hearing, especially because just about a month ago, the 30 for 30 on ESPN about the 86 match dropped the four part series. So mm-hmm. it was fresh in my head and just, uh, so yeah, it was cool. That was, but watching that even eight minutes was more exciting than the Seahawks saints game. <laughs> that game was terrible. What an outright nightmare. Um, all right. Well, I want to do a, a, a quick shout out to our, uh, to our sponsors, throw some commercial breaks in here, pay some bills, keep some lights on. And then when, uh, when Adam and I get back, then you can, uh, you can put those, put your earmuffs on if you're offended, or uh, you can listen in. But as promised, uh, an uncensored version of uh, the discussion that we were wrapping up on the Fantasy Alarm Show. So we'll be right back after this. So, Adam, as the Fantasy Alarm Show was coming to an end, I, I started seeing posted in the, uh, in the Zoom room that we were in, it was... Uh, News updates from uh, from our good friend Michael Fabiano from the Fantasy Dirt Show talking about, again, here we go, the rumors persisting with Deshaun Watson being traded to the Dolphins. And, you know, I mean, again, it's it's a bullshit tactic here by the Houston Texans who are clearly feeding the media misinformation trying to to get something for Deshaun Watson, who's been sitting on their active roster, just taking up a roster spot uh, and and collecting a, a freaking paycheck here at their expense for doing absolutely nothing. And uh, I'm just, you know, what? I'm fucking sick of these rumors. I'm fucking sick and tired of it. I am too. I'm tired of seeing this shit just when it's done. Let us know. I mean, there's all this gray language here. Oh, yeah. Compensation has been agreed upon, but there's two hurdles, including the legal issues. Okay, then that's not resolved. So why are we reporting this? Okay, we've heard now a deal's close. It's going to happen by Tuesday. Cool. This doesn't do anything. Okay, great. Compensation is agreed upon. Is it done? No. Then why do I care? I don't care. And the legal issues are not going to be resolved by Tuesday, according to all these reports in Goodell. So I don't understand. Is is it going to everyone seems to think, oh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. But the Dolphins want his legal issues resolved before doing the deal. How is that going to happen? And and they also want to know. They want clarity from Goodell. This is being reported by, I guess, the Houston Chronicle that they want clarity from Goodell on the length of potential suspension. They're not getting any of that by Tuesday. So how is the deal getting done? Um, I don't know. Didn't and didn't you say that John McClain, the the r- reporter for the Houston Chronicle, like turned around and said that he never reported any of this? He said, "This is his exact quote on Twitter. 
I'm being bombarded with messages saying I've reported a Watson deal to the Dolphins has been agreed upon. I haven't reported that. Nothing's changed since last week. Dolphins and any other team Watson has approved want the legal issues resolved. That hasn't changed. Um, but then I see people coming at them saying, well, it says that the compensation was agreed upon. So it's just like, again, there's nothing here. It's like they want to just get tweets and retweets and clicks on articles. I mean, I, I just don't see anything. Um, I, you know, I, I don't either. And yeah, I mean, I'm looking at this per McLean, the dolphins and Texans have agreed upon compensation and Ross has signed off on the deal, but on the condition that Watson, so like, you know, where did, you know, where, where did that get written? Like, I don't even know where that got written. And it's just, it's a, it's a typed article here type, you know, thing from some dude named George. Who's a, I mean, who's a Dolphins fan and a Red Sox fan. And Goodell has said that they don't have the necessary information, basically, to put Watson on the commissioner's exemplar. So, because then wasn't that the other reports were like, if he gets traded, he can play right away? I mean, that's what the indication was, because he's not suspended by the NFL. So, but the teams want to know, look, yeah, you don't want to give up huge compensation, acquire the guy, and then find out, oh, yeah, he's suspended. Or he can't play. You know, that's, of course. I don't know. This whole thing, I'm just so sick of it, man. Just tell me when a fucking deal is done. It's just, I get it. People are reporting and they want to get, but there's nothing here. There's just nothing here. There is nothing here. How about how about this? I'm like looking at, you know, you just scroll through John McClain's timeline. I mean, if this doesn't tell you all you need to know about the Houston Texans, right? Because an hour ago, he posts, Texans CEO Cal McNair apologizes for racially insensitive remark. Like we've known that this guy, like this guy's been a racist. I mean, didn't he get in trouble for the whole like prisoners, uh, you know, running the uh, running the prison or something like that? Inmates running the prison. Yeah, running the asylum, right? You know, like you know, and 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 all the other shit that we we know about this. And this is this is stuff that players have left Houston and talked about it. Right. DeAndre Hopkins has talked about it, that that these guys are, you know, I mean, the whole Jack Easterby shit, like all of that nonsense. This organization is is just a hot mess. And, you know, and here's what I don't understand. All right. If you're going to bounce the L.A. Clippers owner because of racially insensitive remarks, how the fuck does Cal McNair still have a job running the goddamn Texans? Uh, you could say that about Snyder as well with everything that's gone on there. I mean, these guys just have so much power, man. It's everyone else. Gruden, gone. Owners, nope. It's unbelievable. And and Roger Goodell just sucking at the power teat, right? Yeah. He's just like, okay, guys, whatever you want. Okay. Okay. Like, fucking Roger Goodell's a eunuch. He's, an, he's a eunuch. It's bullshit, dude. You know? It's like... At some point, you, you know, you have to say, you know what, all the booze that that come showering down on him, you know, are, are actually necessary. Garbage. Fucking garbage. I'm just so annoyed by it, man. I am, too. Yet, I... What? No, so, I said I am, too. I'm just sick of, like, you know, everyone's like, oh, Watson, Watson. I'm like, tell me when a deal is done. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, you know, and, and and if you want to look at it from a fantasy perspective, stop asking me if you should stash fucking Deshaun Watson. He's not playing this year. If you're in a dynasty league, go ahead. Go ahead. Make the trade. Tank the season. Make the trade. Get Deshaun Watson because the dude's a fucking stud. And you're going to love having him on your roster next year. If you're in a redraft league and you're stashing Deshaun Watson, you're an idiot. Plain and simple. I don't know if I go that. I don't know if I go that far. I mean, you might be right. I'm not sure. Honestly, I don't know. Again, the reason if he gets traded, he's probably going to play. The key is though, because again, he's not on the commission exempt list. Looking at Goodell, Goodell's comments, it's probably not going to happen. The reason why he might not play though is what we said before. Like, okay, if teams want it resolved, it doesn't look like it will be. So, how's the trade going through? So. Um, yeah, I don't I, look, I haven't stashed him anywhere. I have seen in a couple of my leagues people pick them up, but honestly, I don't know what's gonna happen. And the reports over the last week or so are like a deal's gonna get done by Tuesday. But again, based on what was reported as far as it won't get done without knowing the legal ramifications, suspension, all that, how are we getting that answer by Tuesday? Goodell just spoke on this on Tuesday night. So that they don't have enough information, this and that. So if teams need clarity, how is the deal getting done? And again, it's been reported over the last week, a deal is going to get done by Tuesday. How? If these teams are not getting clarity, is it going to change in the next few days, in a week? I don't know. I, I don't think it gets resolved. I don't in see a week. how it does either. What all of a sudden they're going to be like, oh, yeah, uh, okay, if uh, whoever acquires him, uh, he's not playing the rest of this year. Or I, I, I don't know, man. And what team, what team is going to risk? How about this? What team is going to risk, all right, three first-round draft picks, okay, for a guy, like, for the chance that Watson isn't found guilty? Like, if Watson is found guilty of all of this shit, like, you just traded three first-round draft picks for nothing because if the NFL lets him play after being convicted of this or found guilty of it, um, whatever the case may be, like that, like, I, I don't even know what to say. Like the NFL is, I mean, would be the, the biggest, the front office would be the biggest joke in the world. Like it's not already, but like what franchise is going to want to risk that? Yeah. I mean, that's why the deal's not been done, right? These teams want to know, okay, if I'm giving up a lot of compensation, we need to be sure that this guy is going to play for us. We can't risk trading all this capital and not getting him on the field. So that's the the biggest problem right now, which is why I'm a little surprised. Like everyone over the last week has said, yeah, the deal's going to get done by Tuesday. Based on what? Um, I have no idea. I have no clue. Um, yeah, dude, I'm just, uh, it's just, it, it really is. It's, I mean, maybe I'm missing something. Cause I honestly, I haven't been reading about these stories. Just like, I just don't have, interest in wasting so much time devoting so much energy to this um so maybe there's something i'm missing here so if there is let me know but <laughs> based on what i've read and seen I, I how is this happening yeah i don't, I don't know i you know what i would like that too if if you have the knowledge and i mean like have the knowledge of of you know all of this nonsense don't just i don't i don't need your speculation we, we're, we're fine with speculating Right. But if you have actual knowledge of this, I want to know, like, you know, hit hit Adam up at Adam Ronis, me at Roto Buzz guy. 
Hit us up on Twitter. Send me a stupid email, fantasy, you know, Howard at fantasyalarm.com. Whatever, whatever. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I need some clarity on this. Adam needs some clarity on this. It's um so gross. So gross, so grimy. Um, it makes me want to throw up. It does. Um, how about some of the stuff going on in the NFL for real news? And let's talk about the fact that. Uh, the Packers are dealing with a COVID situation right now. It is an outbreak. We've lost Devontae Adams. We've lost Alan Lazard. They're both on the reserve COVID list. Um, Devontae Adams is vaccinated, but he still needs two non, you know, he needs two negative tests that have to be at least 24 hours apart in order to play on Thursday. Now we already know, or we've heard that Alan Lazard not vaccinated, which means he ain't freaking playing. Yeah, he has to be out five days, so no chance of him playing this week. I guess Devontae Adams is a slim chance. I mean, in most of these situations, we see the player hasn't played. Um, I thought I saw a report that Schefter said that he did test positive, but I'm not 100% on that. Um, Because if you do test positive, even if you're vaccinated, I don't see how he plays. Because from what I understand, it tends to stay in your system for 10 days. So, uh, you know, I'd be prepared to be without Devontae Adams. There's definitely a chance he could play, but I'd be prepared to be without him because the game is Thursday night. Not much time. Not much at all. And, yeah, I mean, that's just – it's not something you want to risk. So if you're running waivers tonight, you're on Wednesday night, then, you know, you want to take a look at that. Um I think uh, we were talking about, well, we don't know about the the Marquez Valdez-Scantling, whether or not he's going to be active for the game, if he's going to be available. So then we're looking at Equinamius St. Brown. We're looking at Randall Cobb. And we're looking at, um, you know, maybe Amari Rogers. Malik Taylor is involved. So here's the thing. I saw this. Uh, this this was sent to me um, about Aaron Rodgers. Let me... Uh, let me find where that is. Oh, here we go. So Aaron Rodgers has a passer rating of 115.5 with 2,611 passing yards, 22 touchdowns, only three interceptions in 10 games without Devontae Adams in his career. Yeah, I saw something the other day, uh, not as detailed, but that he did put up good numbers. I mean, you do... More, probably want to look into further. Who did they play? When was it? But either way, those are good numbers. It is. They a tough played one. Atlanta, New Orleans, Kansas City. Nope. When? They were they were home. You know, I don't see dates here. I mean, because uh, Adams has that was was it no two years ago he missed four games. Remember that was two years ago, right? Yeah, I think yeah. it was. Mm-hmm. Let's let's pull up. Let's pull up Devontae. No, I mean Adams. it doesn't it doesn't matter, man. Um, I think. Oh, all right, so here you go. So. Uh, home against Atlanta, on the road in New Orleans, on the road in Kansas City, at home against Oakland, at home against Detroit, at Dallas, again at home versus Detroit. Uh, here's a game against the San- at home against the San Diego Chargers. Uh, here's a game against a the St. What's that? A lot of easy matchups there. Yeah, the Rams and the 49ers. Yeah, I mean, look, I think this is also, though, it's a more difficult situation. It's a short week. It's on the road. It's against Arizona, who has played well defensively. So uh, it's it's tougher. 
Uh, again, I think he's a, I think he's still a QB one this week, but he's not top 10. You know, I, it's not like he's put up great numbers this year anyway. And I think they will try and lean on the run more, a lot of more quick passes, but uh, yeah, it's got to hurt. It's got to hurt taking, you know, Adams away and Lazard who, you know, had a good game last week. So got to rely now on Cobb and Tunyon. Um, and St. Brown. So you'll see a lot of the running backs involved as well. Yeah. Interesting. Very, very interesting uh, to say the least. What else we got going on in the, uh, in the old wonderful world of the NFL news, some stuff that we didn't talk about here. Uh, welcome back, Jerry Judy. How about that? Yes. It looks like he's going to play not official, but all indications are that Jerry Judy will return this week. Yeah. Um, apparently Jordan Howard could be activated from the Eagles practice squad this week. Very exciting for that. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that just shit up the value of, uh, of Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott? Yeah. Let's get Jordan Howard in here so that he can fall forward for a yard in the end zone. Oh no, he just got stuffed. Never mind. Yeah. Brutal man. <laughs> Not what you want to see. Not what you want to see at all. Um, Bills coach Sean McDermott says tight end Tommy Sweeney has, quote unquote, an opportunity in front of him. I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, Dawson's going to be out this week, but it's just not appealing to me. Uh, I think Dawson Knox much more talented, gets down the field and could be a lopsided game. And you've got Beasley and Sanders and Diggs and the running back. So. It's not like Knox was getting heavy volume anyway. A lot of it was four or five targets a game where he was just getting big plays and touchdowns. No, and you know what? And I actually, I really like Cole Beasley this week. I was going to, I'm writing him up in the, uh, in the watch list for, uh, watch McCall for, for Impemba this week. Uh, you know, Miami just, they can't cover the tight, the, uh, the, the slot receiver. They give up a ton of catches and a bunch of yards and points and, so yeah, Beasley definitely could uh, could bump the uh, any any work going Tommy Sweeney's way. Um, and how about this one here? Oh, I love this. This this one I want to I want to die on this one. The Athletics Bob Wolf said that he would be surprised at this point if we don't see Gardner Minshew at some point in to start some games this season. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Like, listen, I get it. The team's struggling to find its identity. The Eagles have a lot of wait, a lot of things to fix with their team. But you're gonna bench Jalen Hurts for for fucking Gardner Minshew? Like, the, it's it's unbelievable, unbelievable. I mean, Hurts has been terrible. If you know he for fantasy, he's been great because he gets the fourth quarter production. Uh, but he has not played well at all. But I think you just have to let him play the if it's me. I'm like letting him play the entire year and see if he can get better and improve because Gardner Minshew is not the future. Hurts might be. It doesn't look like it at this point with the way he's played. Right. Um, and their schedule gets easier. But teams do this. It's like, oh, we're continuing to play like shit. We need a spark. We need to do something. But like, I don't see the point of it unless they truly think Gardner Minshew is their future quarterback. I don't. But, you, you know, Hertz has talent. He's just been off erratic. But let him play an entire season and then judge him. And if you feel like, hey, he's not the answer, because what is Minshew going to do? You you suck anyway. 
And what? He comes in, wins a couple games. Now, all right, we're going to make – no. So I would just – again, it's me, but I'm not surprised by this. And if you do have Jalen Hurts, you do have to have a, a backup plan. I have him in two leagues, uh, and those teams are doing very well. And, yeah, I'm I'm a little worried. So I do have a backup quarterback because it's 20 roster spots. But if you've been riding Jalen Hurts and you see this, it's just, okay, start looking for a backup plan in case this does come to fruition. Uh yeah, I think it would be a huge mistake. I mean, listen, I, you know, again, no, I don't, I don't know what Nick Sirianni is doing here. You want to, I mean, if you want to, you want to take some of the pressure off of Jalen Hurts, how about try running the ball more, right? Give, give your backfield an opportunity to establish, you know, some play action for you. You know, you don't have to run it. It doesn't always have to be a freaking RPO. You don't always have to roll out Jalen Hurts. You can play some straight up football and rely on your ground game to help, you know, take some of the pressure off. Like, I don't understand that aspect at all. It makes no sense to me. Yeah, I mean, the play calling definitely has not helped. You know, Again, you got to put your quarterback in a position to succeed, and they have not helped do that with Jalen Hurts, who definitely has his deficiencies. There's no question about it. He's very erratic and um, just hasn't been good this year, man. It's tough. I'm tough. I've always said it. Don't watch him for three quarters. Because if you do and you have him on your fantasy, you're like, oh, my God, I'm going to have such a bad week. And then at the end of the day, he has 20 plus fantasy points. <laughs> right. Thank goodness for running those touchdowns in, man. Really appreciate it. Really appreciate it. No doubt. Uh, well, Adam, any other uh, any other thoughts here? You know, I'm going to be taking off for the next couple of days here. So you got some uh, you got some guests you're going to roll out for us here. Um, I definitely have a guest for Wednesday lined up. After that, we'll see. Maybe, uh, yeah, we'll see. Oh, who's coming in on Wednesday? Uh, Chris Vaccaro from The Athletic. Chris Vaccaro from The Athletic. I like it. I like it. You talk about how, how shitty my team is in the GST? Uh, no, we won't. But uh, at least it's not as shitty as my boy, Red Rum. <laughs> no, his team's bad. <laughs> He's probably going to be like, but my team in your home league is good. Yeah, it is. But come on, man. GST, you said you were going to win that shit. Not even close. Right? I'm, I'm Personally, I'm embarrassed by the way my draft went. My draft was horrible. You did but, say immediately afterwards you hated your draft. So yeah, I, and I knew it. I knew it. But I won last year in my first season. So, you know, I can kind of sit on some laurels there a little bit. Just no. a little bit. Not a lot. No, no. Come no? on. No. I mean, no? I guess you could. Come on. I, throw me I a guess. ball. Throw right. me a ball. Fine. What if I what if I what if my plane crashes uh tomorrow, Adam? Right. And that's the last thing that you said to me was no, you're not gonna <laughs> you know, you're not gonna say something good about that. No. Fine. I think you would you would probably be like, oh, you know what? I'm glad it ended like that. That's the kind of relationship we had. And you know, I don't want to re- <laughs> I don't want to remember good things. So <laughs> <laughs> do you damn you know i do think about that sometimes the more i get older i'm like damn what was the last thing that i did to that person oh shit we had a fight we're not talking fuck you know i try not to to do that well you then never, do you have anything to say to me before we get on out of here i hope the jets win a super bowl in your lifetime i'm gonna die tomorrow dude it's impossible <laughs> You're not dying tomorrow, bro. Again, you're living till you're 90, bro. This plane, if the plane does, God forbid, crash, you're going to be the lone survivor. 
<laughs> be like unbreakable. All of a sudden, I turn into a superhero. Yeah, see, there you go. Oh, I'm, God, I'm no convinced. way. I'm convinced. <laughs> be like Groundhog Day for me, like Bill Murray just can't kill myself over and over again. <laughs> oh, boy, that is that is a nightmare. Imagine that. Uh, we're going to get canceled. It's a very sensitive topic nowadays. But suicide? Yeah, I know. Dear? dear? I don't know whoever is in charge. <laughs> These guys are very insensitive. Talking about suicide over and over. Well, last year I had an issue with... No, we, we know it's a sensitive topic, and we don't mean to joke about it. I'm not joking about it. I Listen, I wasn't even the one talking about it. I'm talking about the fact that it was, you know, that I'm going down in a plane crash, a fiery plane crash tomorrow. Oh, you didn't say that. Fire. Oh, man. Well, how? what other kind of plane crashes are there? Come on. Well, it could just, it, something can go wrong, and it just crashes into the ocean. There's no fire yet. I'm not just, flying over the ocean, man. I'm flying from, from oh, San yeah, Francisco right. to Las Vegas. All right, so fine. It just I'm going down in the desert. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why are we talking about this, man? Look at you, man. Stop. <laughs> I, see, I want you to, you know, I because the last thing that I'm going to say to you, Adam, is um, I appreciate you and and all the work that Please you stop. do. And, You're not a kind and, guy. And, and I hope, <laughs> I hope one day that that the Mets win the World Series for you so that oh, you can enjoy yeah, it. I don't mean that. See, the sarcasm is like so apparent there. That's There's no sarcasm at all, Adam. Are you watching the game at all? You don't have a TV in front of you. Um, I am not watching the game at all, but I do know that the uh, era, the Houston Astros have some base runners. Right? Yeah, well, they're down 2 nothing, but they do have the bases loaded in two outs. Well, Who's coming up? Is this Kyle Tucker? Oh, it is. Oh, this is a... Tucker's been awesome. He's going to be a first-round pick next year. Um, yeah, he definitely will be a first-round pick next year. Did is I? he is he hitting the grand slam right now? Like, <sighs> oh, I'll Charlie stay. Moore. I'll stay on this show with you for his at bat. You call call his at bat for us, please. Uh, I think he gets a two-run single. I don't care what you think he gets. Oh, I want to know what it? he gets. Okay. Well, there's a little meeting at the mound right now, so. Oh, pitching coach coming out talking to Framber Valdez. What's he saying? No, Charlie Morton. Oh, yeah, it's Charlie. That's right. Yeah. Uh, What's he saying to, to Charlie right now? What's revenge he game, right? Isn't it supposed to be a revenge game? Oh, yeah, that's right. It is a revenge game. So that's what that's what that's what that's what's being said to him. Charlie, you got to dig down. Charlie, guys, you remember you were with. They wronged you. You. You, know that, you know they cheat, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> That would be funny if Charlie weren't kept looking at center field and shit, looking for like signals or something. Because right, knows absolutely, whatever they were doing. Well, well so Tucker with the bases loaded this uh, his career, three ninety three, one grand slam. Ooh! But I think uh, if that's it's like over four hundred this year, swing and a miss, first pitch, eighty three miles per hour. Pulled something off that one. Tucker in the postseason with runners in scoring position. Eight for 17, two doubles, three homers, 13 RBIs. Damn. So both these pitchers have had to work very hard in the first inning. Uh, uh, that's that's baseball for you right now in the this era, right? We get the starters to go four innings and then bullpen? Well, that's baseball, Susan. That's baseball, Susan. Just uh, I, I really hate it. I remember when Nolan Ryan used to throw nine <laughs> innings every game. And throw 275 <laughs> pitches. And then the next day he would come out and he, uh, I was about to say something crazy. 
<laughs> and Tucker hits a ground ball. Albies feels it in the hole, throws to first. Got him. Side retired. He gone. All right. Well, Braves still holding on to a 2 nothing lead. But, yeah, 25 pitches for Charlie Morton or 26 pitches for Charlie Morton. And uh, and Valdez do 21 in the first. Only 11 for strike. So, there you Who go. Who had the 11 for strikes? Framber? What's that? Who had the 11 for strikes? Uh, Framber did. Yeah, man. That's the problem with him. There's times where he just can't find the strike zone. This Usually you don't see that with Charlie Morton. But, yeah, Framber has those games where he kind of struggles to throw strikes. So, um, eh, I'm sure this game will be over by, like, 1230 a.m. There you go. There you go. I mean, I, 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 a lot of people complain about the length of baseball games. It really doesn't bother me. But doesn't bother me at all. Doesn't bother me one bit. Happy to sit through. Especially them. if it's a good game, man. You know, if yeah. it comes down to the wire, I don't mind it. It's the World Series. This yeah. is it. This is for all the marbles here, right? Come right. On. Let's go. Let's do it. All right. Well, that's going to do it for Adam and I here. Again, I'm going to be gone. Chris Vaccaro going to take my spot. Uh, in the next episode. So thanks everybody for liking and subscribing. Enjoy week eight. Um, I'll be in Vegas. Yeah. For Adam Ronis, I'm Howard Bender. This has been Annie Up, and we will catch you next time.